Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a very, very special guest. Some, I mean, this is a real life celebrity, y'all. You, you may have seen her on TV. Um, her name is Tess Levitt. I think I said that right. Um, but Tess is amazing. You guys are going to love her. So do me a favor and share this out to everybody you know on every social media platform because we are there on every platform. Share this out and we'll see you guys in just a second. Okay, here we go. I'm going to bring Tess on. Tess, welcome to the show. Hello, Ken. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you. And let's give a shout out to Kelly Bone for referring you to me. That's so awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Love, um, Kelly. I love Kelly too. So we have people from all over the world, including my buddy Joe out in California watching. So, 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 Tess, Joe. <laughs> so I, I started this about, well, it's been a little over five years ago now. And, um, the most famous person from Toronto that I've had on is Brian Tracy. Do you know Brian, who oh. Brian Tracy is? <laughs> he's way before your time, I'm sure. Anyway, he's <laughs> a very, very... Like I knew. <laughs> he's a very... And then I decided that wasn't authentic. <laughs> yes, Brian. We are off to a great start already. I love it. So Brian is a very famous sales trainer and motivational speaker. Um, okay. So, so, you know, let's start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised. Okay, that sounds like fun. I was born and raised in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Okay. And I was also raised there until my mom and stepdad moved an hour away to Perth. And then I went back and forth between my dad's house and my mom's house oh. um, for my whole childhood. And then I went back to Kingston to go to university. So, uh, wow. yeah, that's, a, that's the, the shortened form of that. Yeah. You know, I find it interesting in Canada. It's, it's, you go from, you'll have to remind me, but I, it, you go from high school to college. Is it called college? Yeah. And then well, university? you can go to college or university. You usually pick one. I mean, you could do both. Oh, you can just pick one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what, when you, when you were growing up mm -hmm. and, um, that move, so your dad, your real dad, I I'm assuming your yeah. biological father. Um, yeah. I always called mine, my real dad. I had a stepdad too. Um, yeah. so he lived in Kingston mm -hmm. and then your mom and stepdad moved, you said an hour away, an hour away. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And Joe Ingram is the very first person to spell your name wrong. 
<laughs> I liked how he said, we don't do the short story here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you the long story. You asked for it. Well, you know, I'll give you all I, the details. I, I, you know, I think here's, here's why I kind of dig in a little bit on the childhood yeah. thing, because I truly believe that there's always a person or an event or um, a string of events that, that help us become who we become as, a, as adults. So I always like mm -hmm. to hear like, what, what, what happened in childhood that, that you feel like pushed you in the direction you went as an adult? Mm -hmm. And Ken, you are talking my language. This is one of my favorite subjects. I oh my God. Literally, all I want to do when I meet new people is say, what is it? Like, how, what was your childhood like? So that I can string together what you're doing now and see how it all fits. Because I think that there's no accidents and all of these experiences that we have prepare us for what we're here to do. And yep. so I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Let's get into it, Ken. Let's get into it, Tess. Like it. And Joe's driving. <laughs> Joe, don't text and drive. What are you doing? <laughs> Especially in California, you're going to get arrested. So, um, yeah, let's talk about some of the things that, cause I, I know what it's like to be, um, from a divorced family and grow mm -hmm. up with, you know, the, the split, so to speak. Um, what was that like for you? What, what are some of the things that happened? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I never knew my parents as being together because they, oh. uh, they split up when I was under one years old. So um, I never knew them as being a couple, but my mom quickly got together with my stepdad and had my sister when uh, I was four. And for that time, you know, I did the thing where I would go back and forth for one week and then one week, which mm. I'm, I'm assuming might have been a little difficult. I don't really remember it. I think for me, it felt normal at that mm. point. Um, but when I was 10, my stepdad got a different job. And so they decided to move an hour away and that I was going to go with them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I remember having a lot of feelings about this. And I was, I was a kid who I was what I would call the good kid. Mm. And I felt like I felt like feelings were not something that I was allowed to talk about. Um, and so I did a lot of stuffing. Like I was the like you know, do this in your fingers so you don't feel things and you stop crying or bite your cheek or, you know, cry when nobody's looking. Um, yep. And I actually remember my mom sent me to therapy. I went to like a play therapy thing when I, before the move. And I remember it so clearly. I remember sitting there and looking at that therapist and thinking, I'm not telling you a thing. And I put on a big smile and she, she kept, you know, asking me questions. I had to draw pictures. I drew happy pictures. I answered like, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. I got out and the therapist said to my mom, like, I think she's actually handling this really well. And my mom gave me a large oatmeal cookie. I remember the cookie and she was like, okay. She's like, you're doing so well. And I'm like, this is how we do it. This is it. Like I have figured it out. Oh There's no my God. Here. Like nobody knows how I'm actually feeling. And I was, I was actually devastated to be moving. Yeah. Like I was leaving my friends. I was the hardest part was that I only saw my dad every other weekend. And like my dad is, he's a special human. He's like one of my best friends. And so to me, it was, 
it was, yeah, it was really sad, but I did not share at yeah. all. I was like, I'm not sharing. I'm good. My, my, my key word is like, I'm okay. Nothing wrong here. Nothing to see here. I'm good. You know? And I kept that going That's, my whole <laughs> childhood, yeah. and all of my twenties. <laughs> So, so yeah. and, and real quick, let's say hi to Kelly. She's here. Hi, hey, Kelly. Kelly. We, we already talked you. about you, Kelly. We love you too. We I can't. I can't we do did. the heart thing. I've tried. I'm not. Good, but I love. That's pretty Kelly. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <like> so <laughs> you know, I, I, you talk about the. Gosh, I can so relate to that. Um, can you? The, oh my gosh! Yes. The, the hiding your real feelings, the stuffing, the um, putting on the act that everything's okay. I can remember because my dad wasn't around at all, like for mm. many, many, many years, 20 years. And, and um, I remember like making up stories that my dad was this high level cop and and you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, and I would tell my friends that I remember like, like, you know, you, you, um, I, I really, and from my years of going to a therapist as a kid, I remember, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that was just a coping mechanism. Like you, you, yeah, it's natural. It's not like you're a bad person. It's just, it's a natural thing. So yeah. did, did you, was there a point ever I mean, at that point that you got the huge oatmeal cookie, which makes me hungry. I love oatmeal cookies. <laughs> <This is good. laughs> Those are my favorite cookies. At Costco, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like yeah. a good oatmeal cookie. Yeah. Costco makes the best. <laughs> so Costco should sponsor this show now. Um, they but, should. <laughs> they should. So, I'm with you. So when you – did you at that moment though did you how old were you at that point 10 you said 10 okay yeah. so did you but did you really like really realize that okay i i i this is how you survive this this is the you lie about your real feelings and then you get rewarded for that well i'm not sure it was a conscious realization it was definitely the beginning of a pattern that okay. I did forever. Yeah. Up until recently. <laughs> oh wow. Fingers wow. crossed I've tried to break that one. <laughs> <laughs> we get the honest test today. <laughs> it's been a journey, Ken. But... <laughs> I get it. I get it. So so you um so talk about like from that point you move. Um you said your dad was like your best friend. Um you move an hour away. Is that what you said? An, an hour, hour away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could walk that in like five hours. Yeah. True. Sometimes I wanted to get a bicycle and <laughs> head that yeah. way. Um, yeah. What was that like though? Cause at 10 years old, that's a big, that's, that's big. What, what was yeah. that? What'd you go through with that? Well, I remember, I remember I sort of started developing an inability to sleep. I would lie in bed a lot and not, and just be, I was quite sad. I, mm. I got, I got very sad. Like the missing of my dad was intense. Um, and I also was starting a new school, meeting new people, which was also difficult for me. 
I was slightly, I was a little awkward. I was like a really sweet, awkward child. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a secret introvert. So for me being, being uh, like meeting new people when I was that age was, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, I wouldn't say. Um, so I kind of went through this really awkward phase for a couple yeah. of years, um, grade five and six. And then I, I started to find my footing in this new community, which was good. But I I went through a lot of like all of those feelings that I was sort of stuffing down and not sharing with anybody started yeah. to come out in other ways as, as they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I became pretty anxious and, and really kind of like clingy. Like I was a, I was a very big worrier. I thought when I wasn't, and this is a thing that I work with, with kids now, but I was, I was sure that when I was with one parent, something bad was going to happen to the other one. Like they were going to uh. die. And I had one of my best friends, actually the first friend that I met in grade five, died in grade seven and so yeah that was a whole other thing what so i i yeah yeah overnight like sudden suddenly and i became just so scared of death and of course now i work with kids around around grief because i think it's so important um but yeah i had a best friend you want me to tell that story yes (laughs) I want you to tell, hey, Debbie is the second person to misspell your name. <laughs> that's okay. Because I have it in brackets, though. Maybe that's You why do. You do. That's true. That's And you know I'm what? Okay I got to be it. honest. Autocorrect hates your name. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. I know. It, but it's seat backwards. That's how we can remember it. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Is there a yeah. story behind that? Yeah, so the full my full name is on my birth certificate is actually Tess Neen. So it's T A E S N I N E and it's a shortened Ojibwe word um which means she who holds her hand out to others. And my oh. parents liked that meaning and so the full word is actually Tess Ninjawat. Um but they it's changed a what? it to Tess Neen. What? What's it's an Ojibwe. Um what's that? It's uh, it, it's an Ojibwe is like our uh, one of our native. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have it. We have Ojibwe, and so it's wow. an Ojibwe word, and it, it's it's shortened. Wow. So my my godfather was Ojibwe. That's beautiful. So they got the name from him. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Who I'd like to someday find. Anyhow, that's a whole other thing. So she who holds out her hand out to others. That is so beautiful. Look, Debbie loves it too. Debbie has a big show. You should be on her show too. Um, So, so, so Tess, talk about the friend story. Tell me about that. Yeah. So my first friend, when I moved to this new school, her name was Leah. Yeah. And uh, Leah and I became very close in grade five and six. She was kind of like my go-to person. Because I remember she was that one person, that one kid who came up and and sort of talked to me first. And so we had sleepovers and we did all the things. And then uh, grade, in grade seven, so we were very close for a couple of years. Now, I don't remember exactly what happened, but Leah and I got in a fight about something that you do in grade seven, which yeah. I can't be sure now. Yeah. Um, and I remember 
I saw her in the hallway one day and I walked right by her without even looking at her. I just looked at her and didn't acknowledge her, which is even worse. And then uh, the next day I got to school and a teacher was meeting me at the front door, which was a bit strange. And uh, she told me Leah died the night uh. before. She had a, yeah. Uh. Yeah, she had a, a kidney disease that nobody knew about and she died suddenly. And here's another moment I stuffed my feelings. Let me tell you, I did a uh. lot of feeling stuffing. I was sure that I had killed her because when we're kids, we make up, we make up the story, right? It's like this happened. I, I was, I was mean. Like I was, I was mean to her the day before and then she died. So in my head, there was a connection there. I had been, I'd been bad. And uh, yeah, so that was, a, that was definitely an early, an early trauma for me that I have since been sorting, sorting through for sure in my adult life. You know, yeah. I, I, one of my favorite, favorite quotes, and I'm sure I get, I, I get the, uh, my best friend who was also my cousin was decapitated in a car accident and died at 18 years old. And I was supposed to Ooh. be with him that night. It was on his birthday. I was supposed to be with him and I wasn't. Um, and I, so I can relate to the, mm -hmm. you know, if I would have been there, you know, whatever, all that stuff. All of that uh, one of my favorite quotes yeah. is no matter how many times we replay the past, we're never going to change it. Can't, can't yeah. change the past. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's that's tragic. That's that's tragic. This is going to sound terrible, not terrible, but I I don't see. I mean, your friend obviously was no longer suffering. It didn't like mm -hmm. you know, once we die, it's over. It's like, but it's the pain exists for us because of what we could have said or might have said or could have done or whatever. Totally. Right? Which is yeah. all I think kind of just <laughs> can can make you crazy, like literally, like yeah, <laughs> right. So so yeah. when you so from that point forward, so now we're 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 starting to to compile some in your little ten year old or twelve year old brain some serious tragedies that have occurred for you, and mm -hmm. you're you're practicing the stuffing of feelings. Where did things go for you from, from there? I'm surprised you made it to university, quite honestly. <laughs> well, it was good. I was the good kid, right? So I was like, uh, I was, I was determined to be very good at school, to be the most, you know, on students council. I became just, I was determined to achieve. I was an achiever and a stuffer of feelings. I never, um, I didn't share much with anybody. I was, I'm really good at supporting other people's feelings. Um, and I, I really just did that until my twenties. I was, I was like, I'm good. I went wow. to school for music and drama at Queens university. I loved, I mean, I loved it. Wow. And I was still, I just stuff, 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 stuff it was always good. And then I had a, I had like a, I think it's been the kind of a series, you know, and isn't this the way it goes for all of us, perhaps, is that we have feelings that we push yeah. down and then there's a moment when we can't do it anymore and it comes out and we have 
breakthroughs. We break through walls, one might yeah. say again. Yeah. And we yeah. become we become more of who we are because of those things. And so, and that's what I, I truly believe that everything that's ever happened to me, for sure, that one would say it's quote unquote, not good or, yeah. or sad or had big feelings attached has been, has been really part of my journey in a, in a really beautiful, good way. So, so you went on, you went through school. Did you, were you in, um, any athletics at all or were you mainly academics <laughs> i'm not really an athlete ken <laughs> <laughs> really you look athletic i can i can run <laughs> i like throwing balls <laughs> like i can run to the bathroom if it's an emergency yeah, i like <laughs> jumping in the lake <laughs> right oh my gosh so um, so you you didn't you didn't play sports in school no not really no dance no. anything dance i danced yeah i did dancing okay yeah but i like to dance just the way that i want to dance i don't like people telling me how to dance oh my <laughs> i'm God. more of a free spirit dancer <laughs> i got you okay so yeah. so so you um you went through high school you graduated um mm -hmm. during i mean we're kind of fast forwarding a little bit but was there anything else significant that occurred as a as in your teenage years that that may have impacted you positively or negatively i mean there were a couple things and i don't know like at one point my first boyfriend i mean this is do we do we want to get how far are we getting into it ken I, how as far as you want to go i i'm you know <laughs> Your first boyfriend. I mean, I think that there were things that happened that I continued to stuff. My first boyfriend's dad, like, killed himself and two other people in a very small community. And that was another thing with death. Like, I think this is why I'm just, I mean, when I tell wow. you about what I do now with kids and death, I think that all of this, this sort of has, has been, is why I do it, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was really tragic, very tragic for our small community. Wow. Um, and I was totally unequipped to ha help my boyfriend. I mean, I was 15 and oh so, and it was just so sad. So that was another stuff. I did some more stuffing and like take caretaking. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. And then I went to university and started I mean, I was, I was really, I was really determined that I was going to do something involving um, the arts and performing. I really loved that, but I also really loved kids. I was, I was sure that I was going to work with kids, but I did not want to be a teacher. So that's how I went into university. Like, oh, I'm going to wow. figure it out. Mm -hmm. So you graduated from university? Yeah. Graduated okay. from university. Okay. Yeah. And, and actually at that, well, it was, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, while I was in university, I met my business partner for the business that I'm still in. Um, and we started, we started a, a business where we were singing to children. Um, and, and we, we started it in third year university. It was part of a class project. And then we thought like, oh, well, let's just do this more. We started booking shows uh, in our last year of university. And then when we graduated, I said, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do this half time. So 
we're either doing this full time or we're not doing it at all because I'm not interested in doing like starting a business and then also waitressing on the side to make money. Cause I know that that time that I would be, be waitressing or doing whatever else would be taking away from building this business. So we're either in or we're out. And so we both decided to go in. Then we got married. That to was, each uh, other. <laughs> to each other. <laughs> and we, we got divorced several years later, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. He's my best friend. But we <laughs> oh, <my laughs> was, we were so young, Ken. I was too young. <laughs> uh, you know, though, we, how, we, we know everything at that age and nobody can tell us any different. I so I know. That's the thing, right? And and we were we're supposed to be together. We're supposed to be making this music together. We're supposed to be doing this together. Yeah. We just got it confused, you know. We it were happens. we were we were twenty one. Wow. So, yeah. And and you said waitressing, which I believe the PC way to say it now is serving. <laughs> oh yeah. Not a lot. That's a good way. point, Ken. I didn't get that right. You're right. I'm totally never, kidding. When I did I'm, it, it was definitely a waitressing time. <laughs> You're right, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm the least PC person <laughs> you're ever going to meet. So, um, but so, so, okay. And I have in the background, I'm going to, I'm going to show, um, show it here in a minute. And then you're going to tell me what to click on, but um, your YouTube channel mm. um, for Splash and Boots. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but talk about, I want to know. I mean, children love music. My daughter, my both my daughters um, are are huge. They love music. One seventeen and mm -hmm. one twelve. Well, she'll be thirteen here in a minute, which is another unbelievable. But anyway, <laughs> um, and and the the teenage years with a girl like Ooh. oh, prepare. I. It's, we could go that could be a whole nother episode. That could be a whole episode. Like, hello, hormones. And like, <laughs> like, I'm like, where did you where did you put my daughter? Who are you? Um, but so talk about the um what in the world inspired you or drove you to start singing for children. I mean, adults like music too. Oh yeah, but I don't like adults. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm mostly joking. But to be honest, I I was I was so sure that I did never wanted to sing in front of adults ever. Really? And I mean, I took my I took my performance in vocal music, so I was singing in front of adults, and I did not like it one bit. I was like, I'm good. Give me the children. Um, I love why kids. I've always. Um, because I love the spirits of children. Mm. I love how honest they are. I love that when you do a show for kids and they are bored, they will get up and leave. They will tell you like, I'm bored. Like I'm gonna go pee. Like they are not polite. They don't <laughs> stuff any feelings in those <laughs> moments. You know, they just tell you and they're so present and so alive and so and there's no like I just wanted to spend my whole life so, since I was a little kid all I wanted to do is babysit I was like just give me the kids sit me at the kids table when I grew up I was like I'm gonna be over here with the children you guys have your adult conversation I'm I'm just I'm a kid I'm a kid person and so I always wanted to work with kids and then 
I loved, I loved music. My granddad's and, and my mom, like I come from a really musical family. So music was always something I wanted to do. So it just, to me, it was like, perfect. We're going to put all this together and do this. And I loved it. Like, I still love it. I love it so much. Um, wow. And Nick and I, my, my business partner and, and ex-husband, ex-husband. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just the whole journey. Say that is like wow. Oh yeah, it's all possible though. I am such a believer in being able to work through anything, and uh, yeah, we worked through that. We were married for ten years. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah, and we've been Did doing married at twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Tess. Okay, so. And how does one go about, I mean, starting a business means that you are doing something to generate a profit and an income, right? Mm-hmm. How does mm-hmm. one start a business singing to children that makes That's money? That's a great question. <laughs> well, we like, didn't for a long I mean, time. <laughs> you're, you're like stealing their lunch money and then singing to them. <laughs> yeah, give me that, that Toonie. <laughs> singing a song for that Um, well we were sort of figuring it out we started doing conferences where we would showcase and then get hired at um we started out doing a lot of fairs so there's this unknown industry in the in the kids music world where you where you go to a fair for five days or ten days and you perform you know three times a day and they pay you pretty well so we started we just always said like we had this little mantra that we said because we always wanted a television show because I said, I want to be able to reach as many children as possible. And that's not going to be sort of going from library to library and performing right. for 20 kids. So we said, we got to make the dough so that we can get the show, get the television show. So we did, we did 200 shows a year. And I'm not joking. We were traveling from one side of Canada to the other, working like just doing so many shows for so few people just to make money and also to get the experience. We did this for years and uh, yeah. And, and that was kind of how we started. We were doing a lot, a lot of fairs and then we started moving a little bit into theaters. Like that was like the step up was doing theater shows. We started getting asked to do that. And then we got the television show, which helped out with all of the money and the touring and, and um, all of that. Okay. That is so cool. So I have, I, can I just share some images from your, your show? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I, I can't show video because it may, I, I can't show it, it. It's copyrighted. So even though you're on here, I don't care. <laughs> I know they'll, they'll, okay. Okay. YouTube cares and they'll, they'll right. ding me and I hate mm, it when that happens. Fair. I hate that too. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. like, like I have the actual person <laughs> on here, YouTube. What's wrong with you? Um, so let me pull this. I want to share the screen here. So this mm-hmm. this is some of this is some of the images, right? Mm-hmm. Am I looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah, right thing. yeah, yeah. That is so so cool. I love the colors. Thank you. Even though I'm a Buckeyes fan and I'd rather it be scarlet and gray instead of Michigan colors. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, and then your YouTube channel, this is yours, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. This is really, really cool. So um, talk about the, um, when you got to the, the, the TV show, my wife was in, she ran the Ohio state fair for eight years. She was the marketing director there. Um, and then she's, she loves the fair world. Yeah. So yeah. talk about some of that. Were you traveling around affairs just in Canada? Eh? <laughs> do you see what I did? Yeah, there? <laughs> yeah, I did. I liked it. Um, yeah, it was mostly in Canada. We did, we did some international shows right off the bat. We were in, we went to like the Middle East and did some shows. We went to, um, we were in California. We did Bermuda and Australia. Wow. So we have traveled and done shows, but um, mostly we did Canada right at the beginning. Yeah. And then we, we actually, we were so, we were so convinced that we needed to have a television show that we spent all of our money building a set in a chicken barn, um, which was Nick's what? parents' chicken barn. And we built our own set and we filmed our own television show. And then we went into a couple different networks and we were like, we made a show. This is really early. Like the show is hilarious when I look at it. It's so funny, like not good. I mean, I mean, not bad, just funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just us lots of years ago. And they were like, we like you, but you're not ready for this yet. And then two years later, we did it again. We built another set. And boy, this time we really upgraded. We did a great job. We got, we had special guests in and we did a really good job. We went back to the network to Treehouse and we were like, hey, we got this show. And they said, we want you to be the hosts of our network. And we said, what if we just get our own show? Better idea. And we gave them our pilot and they said, yes. Wow. Um, and yeah, but, but you know what, Ken, like I, we worked really hard to get there. Sometimes I don't like it when people say, like when we were first starting out, I find it not that helpful when people say, yeah, we just did this thing. And then bam, we got the show. I'm like, no, we wanted that show for 10 years. We put it into the universe. We did things. I was like writing letters to myself after we gotten it. I did all of the things we had vision boards. We had, you know, we, we put that out there and then it came back at the right time. Um, but, but I really believe in putting, putting out what you want and it will always come to you. Um, okay. So that's what we did. We mm -hmm. just turned the corner because you are speaking <laughs> my language now. I love Great. that. <laughs> so, so talk about that. Let's go off of the singing to kids for a moment, and yeah, and and great. talk about. And my wife is watching. There's Jill watching. So, um, hi, Jill. Talk about the. Talk about that. Why do you, why why did you decide on creating vision boards, and why do you believe so much in the um, putting it out there thing? What 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 caused that? Well, it's been an evolution. If I'm honest, I think okay. that I started off. I started off really um, being a realist. And then I started getting into doing more reading. You know, I did the one that everybody does. I read The Secret. I did, I did that whole, whole land. And then from there, it's been a real, I would say, spiritual journey um, towards leaning into that which we cannot see. And um, I really believe that there, that there are so many things that we have no idea about and that if we 
get ourselves into the right energy and into the right alignment of what we want and who we want to become and be, then everything will line up for us. And, and I mean, it's, it's for me now, it's just every day is how do I get into alignment? How do I do things that make my heart feel good? And when I'm in that space, then everything else that I want comes to me. And it's, it's less about trying, 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 which is, that's how I started this journey. It was like, work hard, try, 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 try. And then throughout the evolution of getting the treehouse show, we started doing things like vision boards because we were reading books and, and learning about that side of that side of the world and being alive. And, and I mean, it it worked, right? Like, like we wrote that letter. I made Nick, he thought I was crazy, but I was like, you got to read this letter out loud. I read it on the way to the meeting. I read it. Like I was just like reading the letter and really getting into the energy of having received the show already. Um, And so then when we did, I I was like, yeah, of course we did. And that's how it's been like for all of the things that we keep getting. I have this like, yeah, of course that happened. Like that's what's happening because that's, that's what I'm creating. We all create our lives. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe it more than I believe anything. And it's every, every day it becomes more real to me. Like as I get older and as things happen, I'm just like, okay, created that. I created that. And I mean, I created the not so good things too. And what do I get to learn from those? And I mean, life is just so much better when you believe in that <laughs> to me. I'm just like, this is a fun game now. Like, here we go. What are we going to do today? You know? Wow. That's, are you like stalking my Facebook page? Cause I, talk, this, <laughs> this is what this I post a- about all the time. Like all the time. Oh, no, I didn't know that. that well, is Kelly crazy. said that we needed to talk. So. Yeah. <clears throat> she, mu- so she knows I, us both. So she must yes. Know. Yes. I, I, I think that, um, Wow. I li- I think I posted that yesterday. Like you create your life. Really? You do. You do. Like you literally create. <laughs> and people oh, are like I know. Sitting around thinking, no, the, 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 you know, I'm waiting on, on, you know, Jesus to create my life. And, and, and I'm a Christian. I, I, but I don't think Jesus is sitting there going, all right, dude, here it comes. Ready? You're going to win the lottery. Or the, it's not. <laughs> It's, it's not like that. It's like we no. get to create our own life. And I think that if people would get that, we'd be in a way different I world. I know. Way I know. different. See, Ken, I want to teach this to children because then we're starting it early. I love that. You know? Okay. So um, can I coach you? Yeah. Don't say I want to teach this to children. Say oh, I am teaching. I am, I am teaching, teaching this. this to children. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm, <laughs> I am doing that. I am doing that. And I actually am. You're right. I know. Yeah. And and that. Okay. I know. <laughs> so t- talk about the, you, you made the, 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 cause earlier you were saying I work with children on death and, and, and all of these things. So talk about that. How, where, it's not just through your music and your television show, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So then what happened is we're doing the TV show and, um, and Nick and I, during this time, we're realizing that we're more business partners than romantic partners. Um, we were going through, I mean, as you can imagine, it was quite, it was quite chaotic. It was quite difficult in those moments. 
um, when we were getting divorced and we were also doing this quite public thing. Um, on and television. so in that time, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we weren't getting divorced on television, but yeah. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> we were trying to hide it again. I was trying to stuff it down. I was like, nobody needs to know about this. Can hide mm -hmm. it. We hid it for years and years, but anyhow, we our divorce is out of the closet. Um, but we, we spent I thought that you time. were coming out on my show. Like, with all <laughs> yes. this. <Ta> -da. <laughs> yeah. But we were, I was going through a lot of big feelings and yeah. I, I, I dove head first. Like I am not one to, um, I, I do all of the things I take all of the courses. I take all of the therapy. If when something comes up in my life, I'm like, let's do this. Like sign me up for everything. Yeah. So I went headfirst into meditation and mindfulness and I was just, I was just in this, on this journey of trying to move through these big feelings without literally drowning. Cause there were moments when I thought I am, I'm drowning. I'm not sure I can get out of this in, in this time. Yeah. And so I, I went into mindfulness meditation and during that journey, those couple of years, I kept having this feeling like, I need to teach this to kids. Like kids yeah. need to know this. Why yep. are we not teaching kids about how to listen to their heart and how to be still and quiet and, um, and, and move through their own feelings. And so I, I locked myself in my house with a friend of mine who makes music for five days and we made 33 meditations for children, but really active on their feet, moving through feelings kind of meditations. And it was just like, I could not stop. I was having the best time of my life. And I thought, this is, this is what I need to be doing. And I felt it in my soul. There was nothing more clear to me. And um, from there, I... Um, this was before COVID, about six months before COVID hit. Yeah. And then when COVID came, of course, all of our shows, we'd been traveling, we were doing tons of traveling with Splash and Boots, all of our shows were canceled. I suddenly had all this time. Mm. So I started uh, a new business called The Big Heart Journey, which is basically helping children through their feelings um, using, you know, various resilience practices, mindfulness techniques, connecting them to their hearts. I was doing online coaching and that's been my new sort of thing over the past couple of years. And that, oh, Ken, I love it. I love it so much. And yeah, so part of that is doing um, support groups around grief. I find that one of the biggest feelings that kids come with and their parents don't know how to support them is around grief. And so um, I do online, online programs for that. I'd like to I'm, I'm like really excited about all the things that are coming around what else I'm going to be doing with this, but yeah, I really love it. I love talking to kids about their feelings. What is there, is there an age range that you, you like to stay in with the, the kids? Um, well, in my online programs, I have kids as, as young as three. Um, and then, yeah. And a lot of the time, the little ones have an older sibling that's also in the program. Um, and right now I have kids up to, uh, 18. I have some, I have some kids who are, who are actually, I actually have people up to 27. I have kids with special abilities who join us who are a little older. Um, and when I do, I've started going into schools and doing talks. And when I do that, it'll be up to grade eight. So anywhere from K to eight. That is so yeah. cool. That is so cool. 
Are you also still, are you still doing splash and boots though? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am doing this grand juggling act at the moment. Wow. So, yeah. That's really cool. Well, I, you know, though, if you're, if you're doing anything in life besides existing, um, you're, everybody's juggling, right? Like everybody's. Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. all trying to, I, I, I love, cause I know people, I know I'm friends with billionaires. I'm friends with mega millionaires and I'm friends with people who don't have two pennies to rub together. And, and, you know, I, I think that I find it interesting that, you know, there are people who put themselves up on this pe- like we're all just trying to figure this out. Oh, yeah. It's it's just life, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, don't take it so oh, yeah. serious. Like, oh, life, Ken, now you're talking my language. I'm like, right? nothing has to be that serious. Nothing. No, I, and I, it, I, I have a saying. If it's not fun, I ain't doing it. <laughs> Ken, me too. Really? The whole point is to have fun. Yes, I am. I, I always say like, let's just, how can we make this lighter? How can this be more fun? What are we doing? Like, we're just here. We're we're this weird thing on a planet that's spinning around. We yeah. don't know anything. Like just have a good time and let go of everything else. That's, that's yeah. what my, my kind of goal is. Just have a fun time. I, I love it. I, and I, I've, you don't know this about me, but I've meditated every day of my life for the last 19 mm-hmm. years. Wow. Every we day. Love of that. Life. Yeah. I don't, I it's, it's a non-negotiable. It's what I do every day. So, yeah, so talk about, way. you said that, that I'm going to, we're going to go back to earlier in the interview. Um, you said, I stuffed my feelings. I'm, 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 I'm not going to get it a hundred percent. I stuffed my feelings and lied about my feelings or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. until recently, what was the recently moment? What was the moment? What was the Mm -hmm. thing that happened recently that, that kind of woke you up? Mm, That's a good question. Wow. Was there a thing? Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a new relationship now. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. with with somebody who I really love and we are definitely supposed to be together. And um, we have been, this is where I'm going to really get into it. Ken, I don't talk about this. So here we go. I'm going to talk about it. You don't have um, to. (laughs) I know, I know, but I want to. It's good. I actually made some meditations on it the other day and I put them out into the world. So, I mean, somebody somewhere knows about it. So I'm going to share. Um, so I, we've been on a journey to meet our baby, um, a fertility journey, if you will. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been hard. It's not, I thought when I wanted to get pregnant, I would just get pregnant. I mean, I've spent my whole life trying not to get pregnant. (laughs) So I thought that when I wanted to do it, it was just going to happen and that was going to just be a thing. Um, so and we've we we just knew we were going to have a baby together and that we were each other's person and we um so we've been on this sort of fertility we did some we've done a lot of fertility treatments i just did my last round of ivf in january and wow um 
And actually, when this first happened, when it first started happening, I said, I am not going to tell anybody about this. I am going to stuff that down and not share it. And um, that was a conscious decision. I actually said that out loud to Peter. I was like, I'm not telling anybody about this. I'm just going to handle it myself. Um, And then I realized that I couldn't actually do that because I was getting pulled underwater. I like to think of it like I was like I was drowning. I, the feelings were so big and I had all of this sort of like, I work with children, <laughs> you know, how is this happening to me? I love kids more than anyone. Um, and I was going, I was going really dark. Probably some of my mm. darkest moments have been throughout this process. And I believe that when we have darkness, it's like a trampoline and we can, the, the, the lightness on the other side of it is brighter than it could have been if we didn't have the darkness. And now I can actually say in this moment, you know, a couple of years after we started this journey that this has been the most, um, the most growth inducing thing that has ever happened. And I am fully grateful for it for my, for my future baby. (laughs) I, I thank them in advance because this has been just insanely, um, I have learned more than I ever could have asked to learn in a quicker amount of time, which I'm sure is why it's happened. Um, and so part of that, what, the, what we started with this was the not, not stuffing the feelings anymore was that I realized that if I didn't, if I, if I literally, if I kept stuffing this down, I wasn't going to be able to lead the life that I want to lead. Um, and that I was getting these signs from, you know, with this baby thing was definitely a wake up call for me. Um, A wake up call that was like, hey, there's, there's still feeling like you've, you've got feelings in there that you've been stuffing since you were a kid. And so the past two years has been a journey of like, pulling, looking at them, thanking them, releasing them. And like, over and over and over again, I've been doing that. I've been going to like Peter and I've been doing this amazing therapy together. And honestly, it's just been, Ooh, it's been good. And I'm, and like, and Kelly's like, no more stuffing down. Yes, Kelly, no more stuffing down, but it's been, and I can say now that like, I know that I'll have a baby. However, I have a baby, like there's a baby coming into my life and I don't get to control when or how that happens. Um, and I'm good with that, which is remarkable that I can say that a, I'm not crying. I don't feel, I don't feel attached. I'm, I'm just good. I know they're coming and I know that this is the journey that I'm on and I'm, I'm supposed to be on it. So and you know, you know, do you you know you realize you keep saying they're coming. Yeah, I'm gonna have two. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have twins or triplets, quadruplets. Yeah, yeah. Wait for it. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. You wanted babies. Yeah. Here we go. Um, we'll talk in a year. I'll have six of them. Like, I don't know. Kevin. I kept saying they are. Yeah, let's have just you and coming. your basketball team on the show. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, wow, that is that, and Kelly is is putting it out there too. There are so many babies in your life. So when you when you work with children, um, and I'm not, I don't want to get off the 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 baby um, fairy godmother. I love that. Um, <laughs> 
when you're working with, how do you, uh, how do I ask this? How do you market? How do you get the word out to, to attract these children that need your help? Um, how do you attract them into your life and into your business? I'm sure the kids don't show up with credit cards. Um, so the parents, <laughs> I'm assuming, um, do, and they want to hire you to work with their kids. So how does that happen? How did, how did you even s decide to get into that? Where, where did it? Like... Um, well, it started during COVID. I was just offering it all for free. I was doing sort of online groups just weekly okay. because yeah. I knew that there were so many kids I was getting, I get emails. I mean, a lot of people came from Splash and Boots and they know me as Boots. And so they were joining because their kids had big feelings and I, they know me. So it was an easy sort of transition. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm sort of figuring out the business side of it all. I, I have asked the universe to sort this out for me um, because I have, I have visions of, of where, of where this can go. And I'm, I'm looking for the right, you know, either business partner or um, collaboration to, yeah. I mean, I like talking to kids. I don't, when you say the word marketing, I literally want to crawl under this desk and find. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> ideally someone else takes that over. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm, right. I'm going to make the content for kids. I have, I have just like, there's so many ideas that I have with the AI that's coming out and how we can support kids on sort of a, on a, um, a larger scale. So it's not so much me doing small groups. I love doing that. I can still keep doing that, but how can I take this idea that when a kid has a big feeling, there's somewhere that they can go and they'll be supported through that feeling and given a tool that they can then start using in their life in that moment. Right. So yeah. in my brain, I'm, I'm just like putting it together of how that can be a, a large scale thing where any kid anywhere can have access to it. So that's wow. what I put out there and I'm just waiting for it to come in with, with my baby. So, so uh, that's so awesome. I, I can't wait to hear about the baby um, or babies. So, so <laughs> let me ask you this. And I ask everybody, I can't believe we're coming to the end already. We've been mm -hmm. on for 54 minutes already. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I always ask, you know, because this is breakthrough walls. Um, mm -hmm. you've, you've certainly had your fair share of challenges in building your business and, and creating, I mean, you literally created something out of thin air. I mean, you, you, and I know it wasn't overnight and I know it wasn't easy, but it's a, it's a, a genre in the business world, if you would, that. I, I don't think there's a lot of players that woke up one day and said, I'm going to make music for kids and make that a business and get a TV show and all the stuff like, and build a, a, a set in a barn <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and like, you know, so, so my question is twofold. Um, number one, I believe that money money is unbelievably important in life. It's, it's, uh, yeah. you know, Zig Ziglar used to say money ain't everything, but it ranks right up there with oxygen. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so, so 
What do you think, in your opinion, stops people from experiencing, number one, real financial success, and number Mm -hmm. two, and I think they're related, freedom and happiness and joy in life? Mm, Great questions, Ken. Well, I think that what stops both of these from happening, and I think they are completely 100% connected, is our own stuff. It's taking that stuff out. It's what I've been talking about, like going in and finding those feelings that have been stuffed down and looking at them and releasing them and letting go of those. You know, we, we have so many blocks as humans that we create, we create it all. And the more we stuff those feelings down, the more we're blocking ourselves from our own happiness and our own well-being and abundance. And I really believe that, that yeah, that's our number one thing. We, we create it all ourselves with, with the things that we're not dealing with, with the feelings that we're hiding. And once mm-hmm. we get into that and pull it out and look at it, then that's when we're, we're creating this sort of free, free channel of money and happiness and and, and I think that part of that is what you were talking about, Ken. It's like, get quiet, meditate, get connected to something bigger than you. Because when we can connect into the magic of, you know, just being here, the fact that we're here is just a magical thing, right? And when we can connect to that, then we're, we're plugging ourselves into abundance and money and happiness and fun and freedom and all of that. I love that. You know, I've, <clears throat> I've, I mean, when, when you were born into this world, you literally, the odds of actually being born from the sperm hitting the egg and me, and then the cell transformation and making a baby and, and oh, the miracle, it's, a, it's miraculous. Yeah. It's one yeah. in 400 trillion is as the odds of being born and and people people live their lives like you know, they'll spend more time standing in line to buy a lottery ticket than they do at doing what you just said and that is creating vision boards and and literally writing out like this is what I want my life to be and <laughs> and then doing the stuff to make it that and I Tess you are amazing First off, second, where can everybody, what is there, what's your website? I should have asked you that before we got started. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. It's um, big, big heart journey.com and splashandboots.com journey.com and splashandboots.com and the letter N. Yeah. Flash and boots.com. So I'm going to scroll. Nope. Oh, hang on a minute. You are so fancy, Ken. I'm like, do I get to interview you now? I'm about to ask you lots of questions. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. There we go. There it is. Um, And if some lovely person in the comments would type those in, with the www into the comments so they're yeah. clickable from the comments i would real all oh my see my wife is already on it she's already jill, jill Thanks, is jill. amazing so um what about social media where's where's the best place to um, follow you on social oh instagram 
Instagram. Big Heart Journey or Splash yeah. and Boots. Facebook. Facebook also exists. Yeah. Wow. I'm, uh, I think I should start TikTok, but I haven't done it yet. I'm waiting for the inspiration. <laughs> you, sh- you should start TikTok. Yeah, I should. I should. I think yeah. you can. Maybe you are my inspiration there. My yeah, my my daughters both live on like live on TikTok. It's it's Uh, crazy. Um, Tess, um, thank you for being on today and sharing your beautiful heart and your story and your journey. Is there anything else that you would? like to say to the audience what would you like to leave people with today that would inspire them to to reach for bigger levels in life Mm. well i think i would like to say that i believe that inside of all of us there is this magical place called our hearts and if we spend enough time just being quiet and listening to our own heartbeat that we will get all of the things that we're looking for and all of the peace and happiness and abundance and family and just that life that we want is only accessible to us through finding that quiet space. And yeah, I just think being able to tune into that magic is, is the best, the best thing we've got. I love that. I love that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being on today and being so awesome and transparent, and I just love your energy. So um, everybody watching or listening, go to bigheartjourney.com or splashnboots.com and follow Tess everywhere on all the <laughs> socials, including TikTok soon, I believe. Uh, <laughs> I think it exists now. There's just so much going on there. Yeah. So follow Tess everywhere. And Kelly, again, thank you so much for referring Tess and I together. This has been awesome. And um, Tess, stay with me. I'm going to end the the live stream. But um, thank you to everybody. And if you have not shared this out yet, you can redeem yourself and go ahead and share this out now. So but thank, <laughs> thank you to everyone. And Tess, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ken. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.